0: Do you have a green thumb? Maybe you're like me and can barely keep a cactus alive. Either way, having plants in your life from the tiniest pot plant to a full-grown garden utopia has benefits for your health. Joining me to explain how you and your kids can develop a green thumb, no matter if you're in a tiny apartment or have a big backyard, is Georgina Reed. She's the founder and editor of the magazine, The Plant Hunter. Hi, Georgina. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Good. Thank you. So I mentioned just then that having plants in your life is good for your health. And I know I've read it somewhere that it is. <laughs> is it actually a fact that plants enhance your life when you have them in the home
1: or you're involved in the garden? Absolutely. Absolutely. So any gardener will be able to tell you that plants are great for your health. They make you feel better. Um, they keep you kind of grounded, which, pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, they just make you feel good. But actually, um, recently I've been a part of a campaign called Plant Life Balance, which is all about the benefits of getting greenery in your house and, and your garden and, and what they can actually be. And so part of this campaign has actually been to pull together all of this different research around um, plants and well being and um, kind of quantify it and then pull out a few key points that I think are really really interesting and one of those for example is indoor plants like everyone says yep indoor plants are good for you and nasa's done studies etc um and as part of this plant life balance um campaign we've worked out that five medium-sized plants in a medium-sized room so say a living room for example five by five meters or thereabouts um can increase the air quality by up to 75 percent wow yeah isn't
0: that incredible and you know i have always loved plant indoor plants for some mm -hmm. reason it makes me think of like art deco apartments when they used mm. to have those gorgeous palms. And my sister has been always been great at having plants. I, on the other hand, seem to kill anything green. If, you, if someone's like me and has no plants in their house, but children seem to just have this love of growing things, are there any plants that might be good for a family to introduce to their indoor area that mm. um, are a bit hardy? What I mean by hardy is that it can both withstand my inability to keep anything alive and the kid's ability to be a little bit rough sometimes. <laughs> it probably isn't. That's an impossible request, isn't it?
1: Well, no, I think there are a few. Um, so all plants, you know, it really always depends on the situation and how much light you have. That's that's a big issue for indoors. But things like there's a couple of plants like um, jade plant, which is You know, it's really quite common. It does well in well-lit indoor areas. It's super tough. It's very hard to kill. Um, Mother-in-law's tongue, great name. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sansevieria is its botanical name. A a sort of a succulenty thing. You'll know it. It's it's in all the sort of the 1970s sort of indoor plant things, um, super tough and, you know, nothing Nothing will kill that. No toddler will, will get anywhere near that. Um, <laughs> and like all, the other thing is, you know, things like hanging plants as well is a really great <laughs> way of having both plants and kids in the house. Um, so, you know, hanging plants up where, where they look beautiful, those, hanging plants. They do. They do. And things like ripsalis and hoya um, are two different types of um, plants that do quite well indoors and will drape drape down quite a lot.
0: Okay. So I often say this, but I would like you in the form of an app to tell me, <laughs> I don't know, take a photo of my room and say, okay, Georgina, what do I need in this room? Um People could listen to those suggestions and go out and speak to their local nursery, I'm guessing. But uh, is a nursery the first point of call, really, to get a sense of what would work in your home?
1: Yes, I get, it's a good place to start. Um, the app that we've developed um, through Plant Life Balance as part of the campaign is an excellent place to start, I think. So that involves taking a photo of your space and you can pick a style. So there's different looks. Um, There's a Dark Matters one, which is kind of all about dark and moody kind of vibes. Um, Jungle looking one, which is pretty wild. These are all for indoors, but there's outdoor ones as well. Um, And basically you can then apply, you can plants in and drop them into your space and start playing around with what things might work and and how things might look and then I think it's really important to take the plant list that, that you get as part of that to your local nursery and ask them because they're really the ones that um, will know what's going to go well in in your local environment because you know it's very variable across Australia.
0: That sounds so exciting. Um, I have heard that some plants are good to have in your bedroom because they promote good sleep. (laughs) I saw you look, "Mm, I'm not sure about that one. You just mentioned that the air quality is improved by having plants in your room, so maybe that's one reason it could help to have them in your bedroom. I mean, do you think that plants can go in every room of the house or are they more suited to the lounge room?
1: Oh, God, no, everywhere. Every single room in your house could benefit from having a plant or two or ten in it. <laughs> I want to know
0: what your house looks like now.
1: It's pretty wild. <laughs> it's, it's really wild. It's a bit out of control, but I can't stop. So, you know, and it's what I do. I mean, I can't not have a house full of plants. It would be embarrassing. What about your bathroom? Do you have plants in your bathroom? You, the thing with bathrooms is that's probably the trickiest space. So it's, it's generally light issues because often they're they're not, you know, super bright spaces. Um, Things like ferns can go okay in the bathroom. I currently don't have any plants in my bathroom because it's a construction site. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, not not a place for plants. But yeah, things like ferns, um, things that like lots of humidity and lots of shade um, will do okay in the bathroom, but it's always going to be a little bit of a tough environment, I think.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Georgina Reed from The Plant Hunter, and um, we've been speaking about bringing plants into your house. I'm getting a bit carried away because I love the idea of having plants in our house, but I've always resisted doing it because I tend to kill anything that's green. And I do think that children love watching something grow and having growing things around them. So if we could move from the the indoors to the outdoors – when it comes to having a garden, I mean, I'm in a flat, so we have a shared garden that is not, you know, <laughs> hasn't been well tended by its, our landlord. But um, if you own your own backyard, sometimes looking at your garden or your yard and thinking what you can do can be a little bit overwhelming. Is it, does it have to be a big project if you want to start getting involved with growing things?
1: No way. No way. And I think sometimes it's dangerous to start big because, especially if you're a novice gardener. So I think the best thing you can do is just start growing stuff, start playing around and propagating things. And, and you know, you don't have to spend a whole heap of money either. That's the other thing, you know, plants, if you go to your local nursery and um, want to fill your garden with plants, that's a very expensive enterprise. Um Great, great for the nursery. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But there's also, you know, there's other things you can do as well, like learn how to propagate things and, and, you know, grow bits and pieces or buy bits and pieces um, as you go and and expand out from, from your house rather than thinking you need to do the big grand backyard makeover in a weekend. I think that's a recipe for disaster really. In terms of what you plant and where you plant it,
0: does that app you were mentioning before, the Plant Life Balance, does that help in that regard too? Because I've heard all sorts of things like where does the sun pass over your yard, what kind of soil do you have, that kind of thing.
1: It's more, the app is more a visual thing I think. So I think it's great to start getting inspired and I think where it's really useful is is working out I guess what you like and what you don't like in terms of plants and what plants might generally um, be suitable for your space um, there's lots of other stuff that you need to go into, especially with gardening outdoors, like you were mentioning, like with soil type and, and aspect and topography and, and privacy and views and all of those things. So there's a lot to consider in your backyard, Um so, I think the app is a great place to start in terms of getting a visual idea and getting getting a sort of a reference point for what you like. And then, you know, that begins you on your journey. And then really, it's it's about exploring all of these other things and thinking about all of these other things to to um, create a garden that, that will work. And also, I guess the other thing I would like to add in here is making mistakes because that's... You know, people are sometimes really scared of making mistakes with plants. Or, you know, like you said at yes. the beginning, <laughs> I'm a black thumb. People <laughs> say that to me all the time, and I think that's you know, it's you have to you have to kill things, you have to kill plants in order to kind of understand what they like and what they don't like, and, and you have you to, have to make mistakes. You but yeah, you can't just stop and be like, no way, no more plants, because it's such up. a wonderful thing, and I think. um yeah, that's the way you learn is by...
0: Okay, I'm going to take that to heart because so far it has stopped, mm-hmm. it has stopped me every time I've killed something. Okay, so you've, we just spoke about if you have your own backyard. What about apartment living where, for example, you're not on the ground level? I've often thought even having something on the windowsill would be nice mm-hmm. if it was outdoor. Are there plants that are better suited to being on the windowsill? Are they different from indoor plants, I guess?
1: So there's no difference between plants that will live on your windowsill and plants that will live inside. I mean, there might be different species, but they're all the same thing. It just is about getting a plant that is best suited to the light levels generally and the exposure. So often if you've got plants on your balcony and you're facing west and you get blasting sun in summer, then you can't be putting your ferns out there, for example, because they'll frizzle and die. So you just need to really understand the environment that you're putting your plant into and then pick the right plant based on that and there's a plant for a windowsill a bathroom a kitchen you know everywhere so it's just about knowing the space that makes complete sense do you do much with vegetables
0: because I know that's something that a lot of parents love Mm. with children because they get so excited at seeing it grow and then of course there's a benefit of being able to eat it Mm. Um, do you do much about that with your work
1: I I haven't um, until now because I haven't I've had a space to grow things, so I'm a very novice vegetable gardener. But I, um, I do like playing around with seeds, particularly, and with kids, particularly. I have um, two step kids, and when they first moved in with us, we I would I didn't know what to do with them. Actually, to be very honest, <laughs> and that is completely um, fair. <laughs> I had no idea, and so we would go out to the little courtyard in Merrickville that we used to have, and plant things or pull pull bits off a succulent and grow it. And that was like, they were so excited about that. And that was a really, a nice way of connecting with them and playing with them. So seeds, I think, doesn't necessarily have to be vegetables, but growing seeds um, is such a wonderful thing to do with kids. Like seeing that transformation and growth is, is wonderful. And kids are the best gardeners, aren't mm. they? Yeah. Well, they're so, so curious and yeah. committed. And committed. And... I think there's a wonder in gardening that adults sometimes, you know. I think gardeners feel it, but kids access it, I guess, so easily, don't they? Like yeah. they just find such wonder in it. It's it's, it's instinctual. Well, you yeah, have
0: certainly inspired me to go. <laughs> I'm going to go and download that app now. So the app is called Plant Life Balance, and Georgina is from the Plant Hunter. You're online as well as magazine, yes. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. No problems. Thanks, Yvonne that's georgina reed and we will put links up to both the plant hunter website and also the plant life balance app and for a rundown of her tips that she's just given us you can head to our website that's kindling.com.au